Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode on For Generations to Come. I'm your girl, Roxy, and it's my pleasure to host this episode um, and to interview the founder of this amazing move- movement, um, Mrs. Moesha Gray. Hey, hey Moesha. <laughs> Hey girl, hey. <laughs> How are you doing, Weisha? I'm doing good. I'm I'm making it. <laughs> You're making it. Yeah. Yes, girl. And um how's your day been? <laughs> it's been a, a day, but overall good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm super excited about this episode. I mean, thank you for, you know, um, choosing me actually to um, host this one and to interview you because like, who would want to interview Moesha? <laughs> <laughs> you get to know all my business today. Yes, yes girl. Flawless I don't even know what she's going to ask. So hey. <laughs> But it's okay. It's okay. It's all good questions. Okay. <laughs> so let's uh, dive right into it. Um, so tell me, Moesha, who is Mrs. Moesha Gray? <laughs> oh, Lord. See, this question, I always, okay, you know, when somebody asks you who you are, it just, you just mm-hmm. automatically just stop because you got to think about it. I don't know if other people like that, but I'm like that. You just have to go in depth. Yeah, I'm like um, that too. <laughs> but I am already that you all may know I am Moesha Gray I am 22 years old and I Mm -hmm. am a military wife and a mom of one and one on the way so I have a son and a baby girl on the way in December girl come on December 3rd (laughs) two and done lord let's bless somebody else's womb please (laughs) come on Jesus (laughs) so I am um, these things you may already know, but I am the founder of For Generations to Come. I am the host of the podcast, but right now mm-hmm. we have Roxanne taking Come over. On. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> I am just a person who loves entrepreneurship, loves everything business. I love everything that has to do with Jesus. Um, I just like to be authentic. I like to learn. Um. I guess you could say that's who I am. See, you forget everything when somebody asks, who are I know, you? Right? <laughs> I know, right? Like, you need to, like, have something prepared. Yeah, just have something someone... just extravagant <laughs> prepare out. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So I wanted to know, and I know your listeners would love to know, um, what really got you started with this business, with this brand, and this ministry? Because I really believe that this is a ministry, too. So what really got you started? Definitely, definitely. So before it's a um, movement, I say, I definitely say it's a ministry first. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes we just say movement, then movements in. You know, there's a mm. lot of things that come and go. Right. But um, for Generations to Come came about last year in August. So actually, it's a year. Wow. I come didn't on. It's a year. <laughs> um, so a year ago, actually, prior to that, um, just to make everything really short, while I was growing up, I didn't have what I'm trying to provide in for generations to come, and that is community, that is accountability, and that is actual um, truth about Jesus, not just sugarcoating, not just mm-hmm. giving you all just the top coat of things, but actually just sharing inspiration um, sharing my day to day story, maybe if I'm not feeling uh, two ups apart because I like mm-hmm. people to know that 
as a follower of Christ, we go through things too. Yes, come on. Um, and definitely every day is not floating on rainbows. And I think mm-hmm. that's very important for unbelievers and people who are still Christians um, to know that, that everything is not all peaches and cream, but we have to also know that it's not supposed to be. Like, it's not yeah. going to be, you know? Right. Um, I seen this post by, what is her name? Jackie. Jackie Hill Perry. Okay. That's my girl. Mm. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're friends in my head, okay? <laughs> but, yeah, I seen this post and it says something like, um, I, I lost I lost a lot of things when I came. I don't even remember how it went. Okay, we're just not even gonna do that. Yeah. But basically, basically, it was saying that following Christ really just built me up. Right. No, it's more work. It could be a strive, but we can't expect the promises without the process. Right. That's so, so good. So basically, that that's really how all of it came about. Is that it was just me sharing my voice, me wanting to share my voice, and I got tired of seeing our generation every time I get on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, and it's just depressing. It's drama. Mm. It's just unnecessary. So that really, you think about it, it's like just a waste of time. Like, why am I on Facebook arguing about a guy, or why am I on Facebook yeah, arguing, yeah, about a girl? <laughs> And not saying that, you know, we haven't done those things before, but it's just to say that as we got older, I'm just looking like that. It's just, it's just so irrelevant, you know? And not only that, I've seen so many people that are um, going through depression. Um, A lot of people have experienced or still experiencing suicidal thoughts and I've experienced those things. So Yeah. yeah, I just got tired of seeing that for years and years um I went through it for about two to three years so just to see people who till this day are still in that um that cycle for like years since I've known them since middle school you know that was just my whole purpose of around for generations to come because now they're having kids Mm. so I'm looking like what are we gonna do now that you have kids because Right. You don't want to bring that upon your children. Yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty much how everything came about and is going. And I, I love when you said that you want to show that it's not always perfect. Because I really believe that there's this misconception that as Christians, we have it all together. You know, we're just spotless, perfect, mm-hmm. you know, and that's not the truth. Like, we have issues. We were born into sin, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we, we're not perfect. Like, even me, I know I'm not perfect and I don't act like I'm perfect because That'd be that'd be like me lying to myself and lying to people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I I really, really loved, love, love when you said that. Because the truth is the world needs to know that, you know. And honestly, because some people do take that out of context, mm-hmm. you know. I feel like us saying that we're not perfect, sometimes that could be an excuse for people to not live perfectly or Come not on. try yeah. to strive towards um being better and that's definitely not the case of what I'm saying here right right but, yes. <laughs> yeah yes. or what either one of us is saying you know we're just saying that we are not perfect and you know sometimes I may make a mistake and not even notice that I did it you know yeah. that's what I'm saying yeah but you know it's not an excuse to say let me keep doing wrong or let me no absolutely not so yeah yeah and also when you said um uh, you basically like answered my other question is like what's your why behind for generations to come and obviously you want to see 
um, curses. You want to see all these different things broken, right? And for mm-hmm. you to see your um, friends from middle school um, having kids and you're like, dang, like, what's going to happen now? You know, you just said, it's just like, yeah. it's, it's, it's very important. It's, it's amazing to see young women and millennials rising up and saying, hey, we need to put a stop to these things, right? Because no longer we should allow the enemy to do whatever he wants to do in our lives, you know? Definitely. I mean, ultimately, it's up to us or, you know, individuals to make the decision. But I feel like even so, it's still my, I still feel like it's my responsibility to uplift and to empower and to share. Um, But at the end of the day, you know, I still don't put that burden on myself because I used to put that burden on myself seeing other people still hurting and still in pain because that person has to make the decision for themselves you know Mm -hmm. I look at my son and I'm just like I just can't like in anything that I'm going through I just I have to keep pushing through you know I can't stay I can't stay here now acknowledge it depression is very real suicidal thoughts is very real legit yeah um but I'm like, I can't, I can't stay there. I need to acknowledge this and then let's move forward because I don't want to be responsible for anything going to my son. I don't want him to be, you know, right. to see certain things and to think certain ways, you know, right. acknowledge it and let's cope with it. Let's deal with it for the sake of the future, like mm-hmm. the generation, you know, we don't want to mm. birth a whole generation that is out of order, Right. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you, what is your definition of generational curses? Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Is that too deep? I'm sorry. I mean, no, it's just, it can be a lot. For me, um, it's just anything that is, um, see... I don't, I don't want to sound too deep. <laughs> Girl, go but I'm deep. Trying go to, deep. I'm, I'm trying to figure out a good definition for it because it can be anything that I don't want to say anything that's really not biblical God, like of God. Right, right, yeah. Because you have, for me, it's like the best way for me to say it is when I look at generational curses, um, some people don't know that they're dealing with a generational curse. Yeah. So, for me, a way that I tell them let's help to identify it is who do you know that's dealing with this issue? Yeah. You know, it could, honestly, some things can start with us. So we can just go ahead and just break that. But mm-hmm. if we know that our mom, our grandparents, our great-grandparents, they've all dealt with the same thing, mm-hmm. then, you know, we need to question that. That's a generational curse. Right. Honestly, a lot of things can be a generational curse. Yeah. From alcoholism to being sexually abused. You can yeah. have people who, I know someone who was molested and to their parents that was normal because the parents were molested. Mm. Or I think I'm saying that right. I hope I'm saying it right. Yeah. Um, and then their parents dealt with the same issue. So that is a generational curse. And I, I mean, it needs to be broken because I don't know about you, but I'm going to go crazy if somebody tries to touch my son. Right, yeah, girl. <laughs> right? Like, no. So, I mean, that's why I tell people to just look at it. So it could be um, anything that you feel like is not a generational blessing. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. You know if something is not going right or something's not right if you've been dealing with something. And it, even small things can be... Um, 
a form of laziness. Mm-hmm. You know, that may be a generational curse. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, awesome. And I know, like, just talking to you and, like, what I've known about you, I know it's, like, very important to break those generational curses. But um, as you said, you, you're, you're thinking about your generation, your son, and after your son, all these different things, after your daughter, all these different generations, the future, right? And I want to know um, what, um, what are one or two uh, generational curses that you – um, are currently trying to break or you felt like yeah you uh you you've received breakthrough in that area um one of them that I I don't want to say is breakthrough I will say it's just a process okay um okay. one of them is on my husband's side actually it's divorce okay. yeah okay and everyone in his family has been divorced or yeah. everyone that you know is intermediate that we know of mm-hmm. we didn't realize that until I think it was last year when mm. we just actually sat down and thought about it and everyone has been divorced or divorced, remarried. Mm. Um, yeah. And we realized that, 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 that has to stop here because now it's like, Oh, if my, is my son going to get married? Then he's just going to think, Oh, if it don't go well, let's just get a divorce. Right. You know, and the same with my daughter. So it's like, that is one that's still like a process. Um, but the one that's from my side of the family is a form of being the domestic one in the household. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, as the woman, we are to be submissive to our husband. But mm-hmm. um, what I mean by being the domestic one is trying to be the man of the house. Right. Right. Yeah. I had to really, it's still a process. <laughs> I don't feel yeah. like it's it's a breakthrough for me yet because some days I still catch myself doing it. Mm-hmm. Like I really, I'm a person that I just like to get things done. I, mm-hmm. You know, I like to get it done here and there. I like it done a certain way. Um, you know, even going down to the words that I speak out of my mouth to my husband, you have right. to be very careful about those things as well. Yeah. So, I yes. mean, that's just a lot of, yeah. I feel like mine are still processes um, not so much of things that I have broken through yet. I I don't know. I don't think it will ever be like a breakthrough because sure. the marriage yeah. thing is ongoing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's good. I know um, even for me, that's like one of um, divorce is like another thing too, that I'm, you know, trying to uh, break. I mean, I'm not married yet, but mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> but I, I know that. So now that I know that that's a thing in my family, I know, what to look out for and how to address it. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's good that you know that you've uh, you identified and that you're addressing it. You're in the process with the Lord to break these things, right? So that's mm-hmm. that's amazing. Um, so I wanted to know, and of course the listeners wanted to know. So I would not to brag or anything like that, but I wouldn't consider you as an um, as an average 22 year old you know because you're a mom you're you're oh, married, all these you have been you know all these different things your ministry your business your brand everything what the, um, all the amazing things that you're doing um I wanted to know what would you tell your listeners who are probably you know or aged or younger or even older who feel as though they're not average you know um for whatever reason but you know society is telling them otherwise what would you tell those people? So that so they're feeling like they're not average. Right. They're not an average, let's say, 22-year-old who, per, 
I don't know, whatever 22-year-olds do. I don't know. Should I'm be doing. <laughs> yeah, that should be doing, you know, what society says. <laughs> um, for me, this used to be a working process, progress, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Because I did get married young. I got married at 19. Mm-hmm. And it, was, it wasn't so much of getting married. Then the kids started coming. And then me, on top of that, I already know that I'm wise. Like that's mm-hmm. just that's just not even being arrogant or just right. trying to boast. It's, it's just the I truth. Agree. I agree. <laughs> yeah, it's just I the agree. truth. <laughs> so I already acknowledge that and I already know that. But it took time it took a little time for me to come to terms with it, like to accept it. Mm-hmm. So I have to realize that being set apart is one of the best things that I could have gotten from God. Um yeah. Because I think that when you're talking about not being the average 21, 22-year-old, then you have to question, say, okay, what is the average 21, 22-year-old? And what are they yeah. doing? Right. And, yeah. you know, for, for me, what I see that the average 21, 22-year-old doing is clubbing. Mm-hmm. Um, they're either going to parties every weekend. They're, mm-hmm. You know, that's that's what I'm saying. You know, right. from yeah, society yeah, yeah. views, how society views a 22 year old some are still in college a lot of them are definitely still in college right mm-hmm. um nursing schools i know some that are in nursing schools some still stay with their parents which is okay right. with that baby stay the as long as you want girl okay <laughs> these bills are no joke no but, joke um... at all <laughs> so i mean those are, that's just the society frame of what average 21 22 year old is doing just actually just i guess living life i guess that's what it is but for yeah. me, I had to ask myself, do I want to be the average 21, 22 year old? Mm. Because what they, what I see, and I see it every day from people, from people on Instagram, from people DMing me, from people messaging me, is that a lot of those average people that you see that you think are living the dream because they're turned every weekend or because they have freedom to go as they please because we have kids, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but when you do see that, you get to know those people. And a lot of people I've gotten to know, they are depressed. They are. They are trying to hide something by drinking, by smoking. I was one of those people who smoked every single day. Yeah. Um, I didn't do much alcohol, but I did smoke every single day to hide mm. a boy to cover up the pain that I was feeling, especially after losing my mom and being yeah. in a lustful relationship. Like those things I don't want to feel anymore. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, we can look at it as fun, but mm-hmm. on the inside, I know people that literally can't function soberly right. because they have gotten so accustomed to covering up their pain with alcohol right so i have to constantly and if anyone's listening to this and even if you're not 21 22 year old however old you are because we seem to put a age on right what you know on what we're supposed to be doing at this time in life and i'm i'm definitely guilty of that um we seem to put the age on how successful we're supposed to be how much money we're supposed to have in the bank right now you know all those certain things, especially if you see someone who isn't the average 22-year-old who is seems like they're living the dream. I've seen one on Instagram yesterday, <laughs> and I know, I know her personally, so I know that her life is actually like that, but she mm-hmm. doesn't boast or anything about it. She just mm-hmm. 
you know, her life just looks amazing. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that we have to take the time frames off of what age we are and mm-hmm. and not try to compare because that has been the biggest factor is comparison to other people and how their lives are living and because they look stress-free on Instagram or because they're turned and partying every weekend or because they're at the clubs or Mm -hmm. you know they're shopping but you don't know that they're in debt they just keep shopping so yeah they (laughs) turn it up (laughs) yeah so I mean it's just certain things that we have to reel back in and mm. that comes into building a relationship deeper with God because we have to build that confidence in who we are. I didn't used to be confident in being the wise person out of the room. Right. I just didn't, you know, everybody else look at it and like, oh my goodness, she's so smart. And I'm just like, no, I'm not. I don't know how mm-hmm. I get this. Yeah. But I'm just like, um, I didn't used to like it. I just didn't. I felt like I was an outcast. Like a lot of people couldn't even relate to me they would look at me like I'm crazy but that's the total opposite that's just how I viewed it because at the end of the day those people look to me for guidance you know they look to me for prayer they look to me for um what's the word for it to keep going in life because they see Instagram they get my inspirational messages they see um the little I post on snap or whatever certain things like that <laughs> you know they see those things and they get a boost off of that yeah so yeah I think I yeah. went somewhere else I don't even know if I answered the question girl no you did you did you did and even with social media we we, we really have to be careful you know just guarding our eyes sometimes like especially if we know if we're weak in a certain area mm-hmm you know, comparison or jealousy or whatever the case may be, we have to guard, if we have to get off of um, Instagram or Facebook or Snapchat for a little bit, just to spend some more time with the Lord so we can get healing in that area is definitely um, needed, right? And it's healthy. So I wanted to know, how do you spend time with the Lord? What is your, what is your routine with the Lord? Well, I don't want to say routine. That sounds like it's like a a rule or like it's a guideline or something. I don't want to say routine, but how do you spend time with the Lord? Oh, I don't like routine. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe (laughs) when I get older, I will, but I tried routines, but not just routines with talking to God, but routines in life period with everything. Yeah. It just never lasts more than a week or two for me. Okay. (laughs) So some people cool. Now consistency, I can do consistency, but like setting a routine, like I do this at Mm -hmm. that time, that at that time. I just can't. My life don't work like that. But um (laughs) for me it's it's just so I feel like it's not even optional for me in this season to not spend time with God. You know, at first it was just like, if I do it, I do it. If I don't, I don't. Because quite frankly, um, this year has been like a complete 360. And last year, everything was good. You know, like it seemed like nothing went wrong. My bank account was good. You know, I have a son. I wasn't planning on having another one anytime soon. I was like, okay, we done for now. I had gotten used to him. You know, everything mm-hmm. was going good. Um, my mental health was good. So I feel like when everything is going good, then we don't call on God. Right, like there, yeah. It just seems to be no reason for us to call on God. You know, I think that's why we have 
um, tribulation and trials too because he know if everything's going good then we're not going to call on him call on him yeah yeah so um, for me it's like definitely demanding it's like not yeah. it's not optional like I can't honestly it's like a need you mm. have to get to that point where you need God and I feel like right. if you don't you're going to get put there for me I got put there so it's like a craving every single day. Um, even this morning, it's like everything just was upside down this morning. I just like, look, let me just listen to a scripture. So it, it's not so much of, oh, I'm just sitting down reading every time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mine are mostly listening to sermons or, you know, reading scriptures and setting time aside to worship and pray. Or not only mm-hmm. that, just to listen. You know, just to be and like take my son downstairs with my husband or go in the car and drive somewhere and just worship and just listen or just pray or just cry or just sit like whatever. It's like whatever I have to do. It's a craving these days. Like I, I can't make it through the day without doing something talking to God listening to God worshiping God listening to worship music you know right. watch I mean listening to a sermon or watching a sermon I just can't do it these days so I think mm. that you have to get to that point where you crave him yeah and I asked yeah. God for that so I think you know I was like, <laughs> on one of my posts I was like I'm be careful what I ask for next time yes <laughs> but I asked God for that I was like God I want a hunger for you Cause when yeah. I got saved the first time, um, well, not the first time, when I first got saved, mm-hmm. um, I was hungry. I was hungry for God. I was praying all the time. I was worshiping all the time. I prayed everywhere, like in front of church, and like and no one could not keep me from praying. Like I love, I have no issue with praying. I go deep when I pray. Mm, but <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it just got to a point where it was just like I didn't have that craving anymore. So I prayed for that hunger again. I prayed for that craving again. Wow, wow that's amazing. And like every time with the Lord is different, right? Like every time, every there's time. There's not like not like we can't have the same thing all the time. Like that that would be so lame. You know, and it's, like, it's not. not it it, it, you know what? <laughs> It says that the Bible is alive. Mm-hmm. So even if you read a scripture one day, it is mm-hmm. it doesn't have the same revelation that it may have the next day. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, so I know you've been I mean earlier we were you were telling me that, you know, your faith has been tested, like you feel like your faith has been tested. Um, so I wanted to know, um, what has been a very tough process that you had to walk through with God um it doesn't have to necessarily be a generational thing but just like overall oh wow (laughs) let's start (laughs) counting down because um there have been a lot um right now I think the toughest thing right now is surrenderance Mm. I think that's the word surrendering surrendering um Because I am in a place where I have to surrender in so many areas when it comes to, when it came to my business, 
I was in such a mind frame of selling, 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 you know, being profitable because mm-hmm. um, I love everything business. I went to school for business. I'm going back to school for business. So yeah. it's like my mind frame was around selling and marketing and it wasn't built around what it was actually set on, which is yeah. God, which is empowering, which is, um, you know, not being so focused on selling, but impact. Right. So. Um, I think not even just with that, it's so much more of my marriage, like mm. understanding that this person is a whole different person from me. Yeah. Um, and I, we'll, we'll go in depth about that one later. But <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like the whole, this whole thing that has really been tough for me is surrendering. It's like a beautiful, bittersweet season. It is. Like, yeah. it's, I don't know, like, I feel like somebody that hears that and they're like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you, I feel like you just have to go through something to understand it. Yes, you know? I totally agree. Yeah, that process, like, it might be painful. You know, I've, I've never been through labor. I'm, I'm probably the you, of course, you've been through it. So it's like, it's just that process of labor. It, it's painful. But it's but beautiful. End, it's beautiful, right? You get to see a child. Mm-hmm. You, you get to all these different things. So the end, the end result is always beautiful. Yeah. Um, yes, girl. Thank you for sharing so much, uh, great things so I just wanted to know like what is your final like do you have anything else you want to just share with um your listeners and stuff um no not really <laughs> I, you know I'm always the one that's hosting so <laughs> um what, what I can share is um <laughs> if you are first of all I opened it up so if you all want to share your stories or testimonies mm-hmm. on the podcast you can definitely just click the link in my bio and then yeah. it's the first link you can do that to share your story doesn't matter how your story is big or small um yeah you can do that that's pretty much that's pretty much it. I, we went deep we went deep enough <laughs> you didn't get all them a Kool-Aid this time. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, good, good. I didn't want to go all the way in. Um, but um, yeah, well, I hope um, everyone enjoys um, or enjoyed <laughs> this episode uh, with uh, Moesha, the founder of For Generations to Come. You guys can go follow her on Instagram and Facebook at, go ahead and say it. <laughs> on Instagram, it's Moesha C underscore. And okay. follow FGTC as well as at underscore FGTC. On Facebook, I'm not as active, but I'm trying. So it's just Girl, it's too hard Gray. on Facebook. It's just like, <laughs> it's a whole nother world. It's a whole nother yes. world. Yes, girl. Yes, girl. Awesome. Thank you, Moesha, for having me again and for um, this amazing time, you know, talking and stuff. All right. Thank you for interviewing me, I guess, for good getting all in my business. <laughs> <laughs> yes, girl. The tea is always good. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. No problem. Bye. Okay. Hi guys, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I really hope you all enjoy getting to know a little bit more about me, a little bit about LGTC. I pray that this episode impacted you in some sort of way. Make sure that you go to the description box and follow Roxanne on Instagram and also follow her podcast 
and I will have all of that in the description box below. I want to thank you guys again for supporting, for sharing, for liking, favoriting this podcast. It just makes it so, so much better for me just to know that you all appreciate the content given. And once again, if you want to share your story on, on today's episode or on tomorrow's episode, next week's episode, whatever you want to do, make sure that you go to my Instagram, all right, and click the link in my bio, all right? So thank you guys again for listening and don't forget to share and tag us and we'll talk to you guys next week.